Benfica Podcast is one of the founding partners or founding projects of Benfica Independent. Uh, BenficaIndependent.com is a site where you can find tons and tons of content. Our podcast included Brinco do Batista, Benfica FM, along with uh, uh, audio uh, recaps uh, of games, a lot of podcasts about modalidade, if that's your thing and you want to keep up uh, with the modalidade, but you really don't have the time uh, on your schedule to watch the Modalidades on BTV. You can now catch the recaps and also Modalidades talk on Befig Independent, along with a lot of uh, uh, opinion articles, uh, all independent, everyone with their own opinion. There's no agenda between Befig uh, Independent. The only thing is that we just want what's best uh, for the club. Uh, Befig Independent is also on Patreon with two levels of support, one at two and one at five. Uh, and I believe the five gets you some uh, free swag. So uh, if you like the content and if you like what's produced on there, uh, please do support us uh, by going to uh, patreon.com backslash Benfica Independent. Calma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É uma paixão que eu tenho explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser do Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser do Benfica. Mas de facto uma paixão. E as paixões são assim, vivem-se assim intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. Até à morte. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Dolby Fica podcast. My name is Alfredo Fumasic, as always. Uh, with me tonight, David de Oliveira. What's going on, Dave? Not too much, Alfredo. Good to be back after the uh, extended uh, international uh, break. For once, I was actually looking forward to the international break, considering the form that Benfica was playing uh, leading up to the international break. So batteries are recharged and uh, ready to uh, finish off the uh, end of 2020 on a stronger note, hopefully. I'll let you know how I feel about that after uh, Thursday's game. Uh, but but certainly I, I, I do. I, I'm like you. I, I did welcome the international break, uh, even though that when you see Benfica don't play as well, you're always anxious for the next game. So the team can can show some kind of a sign or could start, you know, headed in the in in right direction. Uh, but certainly this uh, this international break came um, at a good time. Uh, for Benfica, especially because we were on a, a, a little little run of of, of poor form, uh, so I think I, it came uh, at a at a good time. But uh, let's not get our heads uh, of ourselves. Tonight is episode number three hundred and eighty six. We will uh, recap the Paredes game, the Taça de Portugal game that Benfica got back uh, into competition and, and playing. We'll also look ahead to Benfica's Europa League um, match day four, in uh, which Benfica will travel to Glasgow to uh, play Rangers, and we'll look ahead to this. Uh, weekend technically monday fixture against maritimo well well, uh, well benfica will travel to the madeira islands to play uh local maritimo there um so let's get uh, right through this um this that's portugal game benfica travel up north to play Paredes, and for those of you that don't know where Paredes is it's just really uh east of Porto, uh, so uh, right up there. Paredes is also the home of uh, Benfica's largest uh, house, 
or Casa do Benfica at Paredes, if I'm not mistaken. So certainly, uh, you know, if I had uh, fans been allowed, certainly would have been a, a very pro Benfica crowd there. And certainly uh, before the game, we did see the no name boys with some demonstration or one of the, one of the groups with some demonstrations of support for the club going against the, the curfew that they currently have in Portugal on the weekend that after, uh, after one o'clock in the afternoon, you're supposed to be shut down unless you're doing something that's deemed essential. And those are the situation. That's the situation currently in Portugal, but certainly, uh, you know, um, a game where as soon as the, the, the roster list uh, came out, they've, I was I was very surprised because I wasn't sure if I was looking at a at a B team roster list or if I was looking at an A team roster list. So many were there, the young kids and and players from the B team. Altogether, nine players from the B team and two juniors were called out to this uh, to this game. Uh, that uh, you know, it was interesting, and I was curious to see how that lineup was going to look like. Yeah, talk about kind of playing down to our uh, opponent, right? Uh, third division club. And like you said, it, half of these players, I, I couldn't tell you if they were from our B team or from our uh, under 19 or under 21 squad. But um, yeah, it, it, I guess it's kind of expected. I would have liked to have seen more of a stronger lineup, especially um, given how we uh, our, our form was going into the uh, international break. So maybe a little bit more of a confidence boost if uh, we got some of our um, our regulars starting and get build that confidence back up. But uh, I guess in JJ, we, we trust uh, with uh, these uh, young guys that uh, we criticize them for not giving the young guys uh, an opportunity. But yeah, this, I get that this is a prime example of a game to give the young guys some run. Yeah, so the, the idea was really to rest all the players that were involved in international duty. Of course, Darwin, Everton, uh, Otamendi, uh, making the, the trip across the, the pond to South America to uh, play the qualifiers there. Uh, and certainly you can make an argument that Everton needs a rest, that Darwin needs a rest. But certainly uh, I thought there was a, a good move by, uh, by JJ. But I would have liked to have seen some some of the heavier weights in that bench in the eventuality that Benfica needed, but certainly uh, playing against a, a team from the third division didn't look like Benfica needed uh, much help. Here's the lineup. Helton late made his Benfica debut and goal. Uh, Gilberto on the right, Ferro and Jardel, the center-back pairing, and João Ferreira, who is a B-team player, albeit a right-back, was on the left. Uh, in the middle, Samaris and Chiquinho on one of the wings, uh, Pizzi on the other, Servi, and uh, the uh, the front line was Ferreira and Gonzalo Ramos. And uh, who saw Ferreira coming? I didn't. I didn't either. But I was I was very hopeful when I saw that uh, he was uh, on the uh, was on the squad list and then made the starting eleven. I was very hopeful and excited to see what he was going to be able to bring. But uh, unfortunately, the whole squad overall was just a very lack of uh lack of a lack of creativity and just a very boring game to uh to watch so the real mvps of this game were the uh the fans who actually had to uh sit and, and watch that that game 
Yeah, no, I, and I got to be honest with you, it doesn't happen too often or, or rarely happens, but that first uh, half and, and the first half was really uh, Benfica's best half. That was a, that was a snoozer for me. Uh, but look, I, I thought that uh, Benfica, and as expected, were, were dominant. Uh, we spent most of the game in uh, Paredes' half. Um, we did... Um, Miss a couple opportunities. The, the efficiency wasn't there. We ended up getting on the board uh, through Samaris uh, from a header from a, a short uh, free kick um, on the side that Servi took. And, and Samaris was able to uh, benefit from a, a lab play, if you will, from the training ground and be able to get past the, the goalkeeper. But throughout the game, that Paredes team was really well, Paredes translates to walls and certainly. You could see as you're watching the game, there was like two walls of players in front of their goal, and and that's how they decided to approach the game. And and certainly, with Benfica already having had tests tests before to play against uh, five guy defensive lines or or two banks of 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 four very well positioned and compact, um, still, uh, you know, the team struggled to penetrate. And look, um. I do understand that a lot of these guys probably not have not even played a, a game, an official game together. I, I know that for a fact, but certainly, you know, players of this caliber, uh, albeit uh, whether they're young players or whether they're they're reserve players or they're second string players for Benfica, should be able to beat a team whose majority of the guys probably have a second job. Uh, and this Paredes team. Uh, but certainly that wasn't the case. We weren't able to dominate in terms of the scoreline, certainly territorial and then run a play. We dominated things, but the scoreline, when you look at the scoreline, the scoreline is somewhat uh, misleading. But I don't think Benfica was ever um, in uh, in danger here. And I think that the biggest thing for me was the fact that we weren't able to score as many goals, at least as half the goals that we created. And there was quite a bit uh, in the first half and the second half, not so much, uh, but it was quite a bit in the first half. But Dave, what, what did you, what did you think of the game overall, man? Uh, like you said, a lot of these, like we can attribute um, the lack of uh, scoring chances to uh, a lot of these players not having um, spent the time playing with the, each other on uh, in a squad. But one player in particular that we usually call him the uh, Monku master, but PT was god-awful in this uh, He was the Monku. Game. He was the king yeah. of the Monkus. Yeah, he uh, for the other team with uh, players having second jobs, he better start looking for a second job if he keeps that uh, that performance up. God, he was, uh, he was awful. And um, I just got a, a huge laugh out of that just because of, we usually call him a Monku master, but he was the Monku this, uh, this game. But um, other than that, um, really not much to say with, like we, we've already said, it was a really boring uh, match uh, creativity, especially in the, in the second half. And uh, we got the result, but it was not the result that uh, we were all hoping or should expect when Benfica is playing this, uh, these third division clubs. It reminded me of that uh, Montalegre match uh, a couple of years ago with uh, Rui Vitoria. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you know what the saying goes in, in, uh, in the kingdom of Mancus, the Manku with the cross side is king. <laughs> Uh, you can't make that up. I can't make that up. But certainly, uh, you know, when you when you look at these players and, and you, you, you see 
um, that this is this is certainly a, 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 an opportunity for them to show themselves in a competitive setting uh, for JJ. There's not a lot of guys here uh, that really made a case for themselves. So, I mean, you could say that Chiquinho was perhaps uh, the best player on the field for Benfica. He was everywhere. He worked very hard. Um, I thought Ferro and Jardel were decent, but then again, were not tested. Uh, and in that context, you can't. I don't know if you could assess how good they they did. But certainly, when they were called, they did well. But uh, I mean, João Freire, who, who finishes the game with with um, with cramps, playing on the other side, uh, and again. I, to be perfectly honest, I don't know how um, you play a right back at a, at a left back uh, position, especially when he doesn't really have a, a left foot that would even allow him to play uh, at, at left in a left. So I just I have trouble finding that. And I think that Servi perhaps and this is something that we've spoken quite a few times here on a podcast that perhaps Servi should be given. Uh, a shot at left back. He certainly has the work rate. Um, he's not a guy that's that as a winger, he's not going to beat people one on one. He's got the quickness. Uh, like I said, he has the tenacity. I would love to see him be tested out of left back. Yeah, it all makes sense. And JJ has had that history of converting midfielders, uh, wingers to uh, to the left back or right back uh, positions. But I don't know why why it hasn't been done. It's something that we called for at the beginning of the year. And um, even at recapping uh, last season, we said that maybe with JJ coming in, uh, he'd experiment Servia playing a uh, left back. And now that we need, we need that, um, that's a position that we need some uh, depth in, especially with uh, Grimaldo's uh, injury uh, history. I don't see, and especially in a match like this where it is just against a third division Perej, you're not going to get any more uh, opportunities like this throughout the season where you can try and experiment the uh, survey at left back, but I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, you could. You did finish the game with uh, Muratu at uh, at left back or part of a, a, a three-man defending system, and and uh, they wasn't he wasn't trying anything. He just subbed out uh He just he just subbed out Joan Freire because Joan Freire had uh, had cramps and put in um, Murat. But certainly, uh, Benfica did enough to to win this game. I think that uh, that the scoreline is is somewhat misleading. But on to the next phase. Uh, the draw for the the next fixture of the Tazat Portugal will happen uh, this Wednesday or tomorrow as we uh, record this. Uh, and look, um, it is what it is. A win is a win. Uh, and Dave, you got some 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 good numbers on this game. Yeah, uh, this was the first clean sheet that Benfica was able to uh, hold in the uh, Taça de Portugal uh, tournament. Uh, it's first time in their last six matches, so uh, they had gone uh, quite a, a stretch of games there where they were at least conceding a goal, and that ties into last season's second half of the season uh, debacle there. But uh, good to keep the clean sheet. And uh, like you had said at the top uh, there, six players of uh, six players made their season debuts for uh, Benfica this season. Uh, so Helton Leite, João Ferreira, uh, Chucky Ferreira, Tiago Arujo, uh, Daniel Dos Anjos, and uh, Moratu uh, there at the end of the game. Yeah, there you go. Um, the biggest thing that I wanted to, to talk about next, um, it was JJ's presser. 
Um, and I, I thought he was a little bit harsh towards, uh, towards Gonçalo Ramos. Um, so the situation with Gonçalo Ramos was that he was, he was absolutely killing it uh, in the B team. Uh, through this time, there was a lot of public outcry or from the fan base that they would have, they would love to see Gonzalo Ramos uh, come and play um, for the A team. So at that point, he was promoted, uh, but he was also, uh, JJ said, uh, he will be with the A team whenever he's not called out to the game roster. He will play in the B, in the B team. In the meantime, he hasn't played for the B team in over a month, but he also hasn't played for the A team. So the kid is 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 somewhat stagnated in his in his evolution and um, and also in in the brown of form that he was having with the B. He hasn't been able to give continuity to that run of form. Uh, so he said in his presser that he expected uh, a lot more for for both Ramos and Freire. And of course, Freire hasn't played a competitive match for, for quite some time. So perhaps that, that was expected for him. But I thought he was really harsh with uh, Gonzalo Ramos, uh, saying that uh, they didn't show up. He wasn't disappointed, but he felt that he could have, he expected more uh, for Gonzalo Ramos. Dave, let me let me ask you a question. And, and I would have loved to have Cristiano here to, to ask him the same question because I know that he has a, a particular, you know, opinion formed about this. How much of this Gonzalo Ramos do you do you feel that and what he what JJ said at the end of the game, do you feel that it's like, see, I told you so, he's not ready uh, from JJ. I think that's where JJ is coming from. It's kind of his way to stick it to the the fans and the the media pundits that were um, on JJ's back. But then again, you can't. I don't want to be uh, sit here and blame um, Gonzalo Ramos either, right? Like you pointed out, he's not at that prime form that he was maybe even three, four, four weeks ago. And uh, like we said, look at this squad. It's uh, completely the starting 11 was uh, a whole squad rotation with a lot of guys not used to uh, playing uh, competitive matches uh, together. Right. So I think it, with all that rotation, it just threw off everybody's comfort level and not everybody was um, comfortable with playing uh, with the, the players um, that were alongside them. So I'm not going to be too harsh on, on Ramos. Uh, I was definitely was expecting um, some some goal output from him and more uh, on the offensive creative side, but I'm not I, I'm not going to put place all, all the blame on him either. Yeah, but but certainly uh, and usually uh, he is he doesn't really go after, and I'm not saying that he went after, but he specifically. Mentioned Gonzalo Ramos, uh, and I don't, I don't know. I have, a, I have a bit of a problem with that, and I think that there's some ulterior motives uh, behind that, uh, and with the fact that how the the fan base was clamoring that Gonzalo Ramos should be on this team, uh, and certainly again in the presser he did say um, that every coach likes to promote youth to the main team. The problem is that not all youth is ready to be promoted. So that's what he said that. So I don't know if this is just something that where he's got to realign what the expectations from fans uh, are, or if this is an internal message to somebody that may be pushing Gonzalo Ramos on him, understanding that Gonzalo Ramos is 
is the player uh, where Benfica currently have the most hopes in making money uh, with when you look at this team. Of course, I'm not talking about the, the Everton's or the Walshmits or the Darwins, but certainly from, from a youth perspective, uh, Gonzalo Ramos is the one guy where Benfica is depositing uh, their next meal ticket on. And certainly this was JJ's um, way of telling everybody, hey, just hold your horses. The kid still has a long way to go. But if he's not getting playtime in the A team or the B team for that matter, and, and God knows that the B team could certainly use him, uh, I don't know what's really happened to Gonzalo Ramos at this junction. Yeah, I thought I thought he should uh, if he's not going to get his run at the first uh, first squad here, then loan him back out to the not even loan, just let him get uh, his form back in the the B squad here. And I don't have any problems with JJ saying it. Sometimes these these young players aren't uh, aren't ready. God knows we've seen the last three four seasons of uh, B team players getting promoted. Um, and starting in Champions League or, or getting these these big matches to make their their debuts and and Benfica is just using it to showcase their their abilities. But we can we know these players are not ready, so I don't have any problems with JJ saying that. Yeah, next up for Benfica is uh, Rangers this Thursday, match day four of the Europa League group stages, and Dave, quite a bit of players are going to be absent for this fixture. Yeah, that's uh, correct. We'll uh, start off at the uh, defense. We've got uh, Otamendi out, who uh, picked up the uh, red card So uh, in the first uh, meeting against uh, Rangers, so he'll be out for this match. Uh, Nuno Tavares is still uh, hurt, as well as uh, Todibo, uh, and uh, Andre Almeida is also uh, injured. Uh, midfield there, Tarapt has got uh, COVID-19, as, as well as uh, Julian Weigel. And Samadis is also uh, out for this uh, this match. And uh, up front, uh, Nunez and uh, Pedrinho are out. And uh, Darwin picked up the uh, COVID on uh, international break as well. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with Samadis. Samadis just wasn't uh, registered for the Europa League. And that's why he's not able to play. Uh, so Darwin Nunez came back from international. We all know what... Uh, what's going on uh, in the Uruguayan uh, national team with, with several players contracting COVID. Uh, Julian Weigel, who stayed in, in Portugal, is COVID positive also. Not sure how that happened. And same thing with Tarapt, even though the Tarapt went away for international duty with Morocco. Uh, but Tarapt, certainly uh, a huge um, a huge absence for, uh, for Benfica, especially... Uh, the way he has been playing and how uh, he's been deployed by uh, by JJ. Um, so we'll just um, we'll just have to see. Cristiano, in the meantime, has joined us. Cristiano, let me catch you up. How are you, my friend? Since you're joining us uh, mid-program here, we've already uh, discussed the Paredes game. We're getting into uh, we're just getting into Rangers. Uh, but before we get into Rangers, this was something that I mentioned that I wanted to talk to you about. JJ's presser after the Paredes game, he specifically calls out Ferreira 
and Gonzalo Ramos as two guys that didn't produce like he was expecting them, especially Gonzalo Ramos. He said he wasn't disappointed, but he expected a lot more from Gonzalo Ramos. How much of this do you think it's, it's a message for both uh, the fan base that was clamoring for Gonzalo Ramos to be given a shot at this A-team uh, and also uh, perhaps an internal push to really market Gonzalo Ramos as the next Benfica meal ticket? I think I think it is absolutely without a shadow of a doubt a message to the fans and, and even to the board. Um, I'm pretty sure he's been calling behind the scenes for reinforcements and um, and obviously, you know, uh, they haven't given him everyone he's wanted. And as far as the fans go, th there's been a lot of hoopla around Gonzalo Rums and other kids. And obviously, you know, first thing that people complained about when the announcement was made that George Zuz will be the new uh, coach at Benfica or would be returning to coach Benfica once again, you know, obviously a lot of comments of bye-bye say shall and, but yada, 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 and this and that. And I think it was a message. It was a message to those that criticize him that he doesn't use them. Um, and, you know, because obviously when he finally did use them, you know, Gonzalo Ramos didn't light the world on fire. And so I think he uses every opportunity to send his messages. Yeah. And it was something that he said in his in press. And I've already mentioned this to Dave is that he said, there's, Every coach likes launching new players and young players in an A-team. The, the fact of the matter is that they have to be ready. Yeah, I mean, that's – look, Alfredo, we've talked about that here on the podcast over the years. Um, they have to be ready, and they have to be better than the other options you have on the first team at the time. So, look, we would have liked to, to have seen Gonzalo Ramos and a lot of these other guys getting their opportunity, guys that barely get minutes throughout the season. We would have liked to have seen these guys come in here and tear up paredes. But the fact of the matter is that they didn't. You know, the game wasn't as one-sided as we all would have anticipated going into that game. And so um, were, were we, I mean, as far as I speak for myself, was I disappointed with some players' performances? Absolutely. Gonzalo Ramos being one of them. Uh, and again, I just think that JJ is a very, method, you know, methodical man. He thinks things over wisely and, and he might not respond to them week in, week out, uh, but he, he, uh, he has his ear to the ground of what the fan base has to say. Um, and there's been a lot of uh, noise surrounding his his, his decision-making, um, obviously, because goes back. Alfredo, we could go back a couple months ago when – not a couple months ago, a month ago. If you recall with the election and stuff like that and, and, and for the presidential election and then goes, uh, uh, Bernardo Silva – makes the dig and there's a lot of talk. And then he comes out and he, you know, he, he answers to the media and he directs his comments at Bernardo Silva about playing left back. I, I think he pays attention to, to what people have been criticizing him about. And he used this, uh, unfortunately used this opportunity to, to, to throw the jab. Um, but like I've said many times, I think JJ would use these guys if they were ready. Why, why the hell not? I mean, you'd be a dumb coach if you had players who were ready to play, ready to perform and step in and just add quality to the team, he'd be a dumbass coach not to go ahead and use those, uh, those players. Yeah. Do you want to mention something on, uh, on the Paredes game or you just want to move on? <laughs> uh, what do I want to mention? But look, it was good to see uh, Helton make his debut. It was good to see Juan Fer uh, Ferreira 
make his debut as well. It's a guy, obviously, there's been a lot of uh, talk uh, about his potential, but he's a right back playing the left back. So it's good that he's got that flexibility in him. Uh, what else? What else was good? Servi. Servi actually put in a good shift. Uh, you guys know I'm not the biggest Servi fan, but he put in a good shift. It was good to see some of those guys make their debut. The kid Thiago Raujo, who I like. I think he's a skillful player. He's got a nice touch. Uh, future is very bright for him as well. Uh, so, yeah, man, look, there, there was some some positives, uh, but, you know, not not. How do I put it? Uh, the positives where the players were making their debut. <laughs> About the game, not, not much else to sit there and praise. Yeah. So we now we have uh, uh, the game in, in, in Scotland in, in Glasgow. Um, and Gerardo has already said that uh, uh, they're not going to dream too high or something in, in, in that manner uh, in terms of Benfica. Do you think this this is something a, a bit of a, of a of a play here by Gerard mental games or and do you think that Glasgow Rangers feels that they were hard done at Stade Luz that they felt they should have left with the three points and now that they're in uh, in Scotland this should be their three points for the taking. Oh, absolutely! I'm pretty sure, uh, as you stated, he felt he probably feels that you know they were unlucky to. To, to, to leave the side lose without the three points. And I just come home and Alfredo, you played the game before. You know how it is. The coach is trying to take all the pressure away from his team as possible. He's going to try to play it down. Uh, but you know, deep down inside, he's going to want the three points. Benfica have never uh, won a game at Rangers in, 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 in Scotland, I believe. I don't think they've ever won a game there. Um, so obviously they have that against them. But Rangers are going to do everything they can to come over with this game. And look, Gerard is a guy that's been there, done that. Um, played in Champions League many times, has actually won the Champions League, lost another final. The guy's been around the block. He knows what to do, and he's trying to do everything he can to alleviate some pressure from his team. Benfica is a team that is due to COVID uh, infections right now. You know, they're struggling to field their strongest 11. Um, very key players will be missing. So I think when all things considered, you look at everything, I think you'd have to say, you'd have to admit that Rangers are at home are the favorites in this game. And look, he's just doing what every other good coach would do, which is alleviate the pressure from his team. And so I don't see anything wrong with that. And Dave, uh, Rangers have, uh, you know, and I know that the Scottish Premier League is what it is, but they, they've they've actually been on a tear since that game in Lisbon. Yeah, the two games after uh, the 3-3 draw in Lisbon, they've uh, went on to win 8 nothing against Hamilton and 4 nothing against uh, Aberdeen. Still maintain a 11-point uh, lead over second-place Celtic, but uh, Celtic does have uh, two games uh, in hand as well. Cristiano, you want to um, guess what the starting lineup is, considering all the absences that uh, we have? You want to take a shot at it? Bada, bada. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Vlako uh, Dimos in goal. The two 33-year-olds is in the middle of the center, the defense center back, so Tamendi and Vertonghen. Otamendi's red card. Oh, Otamendi got a red card. See, that's why Dave, Dave, the statistician. I've, okay, Oof, that's it's okay. So let's try this again. Uh, Jardel. I, I would like to see Ferro, but it's going to be Jardel. Jardel and Vertonghen. Grimaldo on one side. Uh, Gilberto on the other side. Uh, Samaris, Gabriel in the middle. Samaris is not uh, registered. He's not registered. No. Hey, where have I been, bro? Hey, somebody's in. Hey, I was going to be Gabriel and Pizzi in the middle. I mean, Gabriel and Pizzi. 
that's it. What I, I mean, why are you even asking me these questions? I mean, it's self-explanatory, Alfredo. Just look at who's available. That's it. Not many options. Wow. Everton on the left, Rafa, and then Sferovicta Machina, of course, with uh, Luca. Yeah. That's, that's the starting 11. I don't, I don't think it gets uh, much clearer and obvious than that. Dave, agree with that? Or do you yeah, think there could be a, little, a surprise that would maybe Ferro making his, uh, his, his Europa League debut next to Vertonghen? No, I don't think so. Though he did have a... I, I would agree that I was impressed. Uh, not that he was challenged much, but I was impressed from what I saw against uh, Perej. But I think uh, we've seen in the past that uh, JJ is going to stick to his... Uh, his old guys at the back there. Look, I, the only question is, will JJ want to have his strongest 11 available for the weekend in the Liga game, right? Due to the fact, as we just mentioned, Trapped, uh, Vigo, Darwin came down with the with the coronavirus. Um, is he going to want, you know, make some changes tomorrow? You know, I mean, I think he'll shock the world if you see a Ferro in there instead of a Jardel. And maybe, just maybe, he gives Gonzalo Rums another crack. <laughs> and uh, I doubt but, it. I doubt it too, but you know, go, you know, Gonzalo Ramos alongside Sferovic and give, give Luke. I don't think it's gonna happen, but you know, you never know with with this guy, with JJ, especially now because because still, you never know. He might just uh, flip the, the the script on you and, and and throw a shocker out there. Yeah, let's hope that we're able to come away with a favorable result result from uh, Scotland. Uh, the three points would be uh, desirable and it will be nice. Yeah, anything, anything but a victory, right? Obviously, is going to be a bad result unless we're able to, at the very, you know, least draw them three three on the row, and then we'll be tied on 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 you know head to heads and stuff like that. Because if even if we tie tomorrow, uh, Thursday, Benfica ties uh, uh, Rangers one one two two. They'll still have the tiebreaker when it comes down to it because they've, you know, they scored three at our home. So, yeah. And, and I was thinking that, uh, yes, uh, Rangers do feel that they, uh, they got the, the wrong end of the stick and they should have come out of Lisbon with the three points. But Benfica was playing with 10 men for most of the game, I believe, for six to 70 minutes. Yep. Mm-hmm. 70 minutes of the game. So, uh, uh, and I think that uh, Benfica is more than enough talent on its team and now rested. Uh, to beat this uh, this Rangers team, but uh, playing away in in Scotland, and I know that you no longer have uh, the crowd as a factor. Uh, and usually, when you play in Scotland, whether it's uh, it's at Celtic or Rangers, there's always that crowd factor. Not being there, I think that Benfica should be capable uh, and able uh, to win this game. Um, agreed. You still think they're favorites tomorrow, Benfica? With yeah, all, with all the with all the bashers? Yeah. I mean, all the Bashes really, really, if you look at the Bashes, the biggest absence here uh, is, uh, well, two. Tarabt. Darwin and Tarabt. Yeah. Vigos is whatever, but, you know, he could be a key player in a game like this in Europe. A guy with experience has been there, done that as well. Um, You know, obviously the the atmosphere, as you mentioned, is not going to play a factor in it, but still playing on the road is is totally different. He's he's got tons of experience. And right now you really have PZ, Gabriel in the middle, because as you mentioned, Samadis is not registered. uh, You don't have many other options. So, you know, Vigo could have been a a very key part, you know, in a game like this. Now, Luca, uh, Luca, I'm sorry, Darwin is is a tremendous loss and, 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 Adelta Rapt is also, you know, a guy that's going to be sorely missed. So, uh, I, look, I would like to sit here and think of Bifika favorites. Maybe I'm just seeing something that that you guys are not, or I'm not seeing something that you guys are. I just don't see how with 
um, you know, without Otamendi, right? Without, and some people might say that's a good thing, uh, without Trapto, without, you know, Darwin or whatever. I, I, you know, I just, I wish I could say that, that, you know, uh, it'd be in our favor, but I'm, I'm not, I would, I would not be surprised if we're not favorites going into that game. I don't, at least in my book, they're not. Dave. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see them as favorites either. I was looking forward to this match um, to kind of measure up how we would face uh, Rangers uh, 11 v 11. Like you said, we were kind of playing behind the eight ball there and for most of the game, the first um, first meeting there. But with all these injuries, it kind of takes it uh, away. And I do find that we are kind of uh, kind of at a disadvantage with all these uh, players that we're currently missing from uh, this uh, second meeting against Rangers. I would love, love, love to see Ferro in a, in a defense and Chiquinho instead of Pizzi. Now, as a matter of fact, I would love to see anybody but Pizzi. Pizzi needs a rest after playing the Moncouge on uh, on uh, Saturday there. Come on. <laughs> uh, and Alfredo, you know I, I, I agree with you um, on 99.9 other things except that Chiquinho. I mean, look, I, I'm just not one that's enamored with Chiquinho. I know a lot of you guys like him. I just... For as bad as it could get, I, give me peasy. Yeah. Um, and next up is uh, Maritimo. Uh, as I mentioned, Benfica will travel to uh, to the Madeira Island to play Maritimo on Monday, uh, 7 p.m. local. This is the eighth round of the Liga Nosh. Dave, what's Maritimo been up to? They are in 14th place. Yeah, currently in 14th with uh, seven points from two wins, one draw, four losses. Um, led up front by uh, Rodrigo Pino, who's uh, scored eight goals in eight matches uh, for them. So he's got like eight of their 14 goals, right? Or eight of their 12 yeah. goals. Like that. I think it's 12 goals. Yeah, the only other there was only uh, four other players that had scored uh, a goal each. So everything seems to be going through uh, Rodrigo Pino up front. <laughs> And uh, last season, Benfica lost uh, 2-0 when they uh, went over to uh, Madeira to play uh, Maritimo. So hasn't been uh, ha- hasn't been uh, good for us in our recent memories. Yeah, was that the game where, where Verissim said, well, it is what it is, right? Or was Laj still in charge? No, Laj wasn't no. in charge anymore uh, in that game. No, but he did the. If I'm not mistaken, but he did the. It is what it is at home. I don't think it was on the road. At home against Santa Clara, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but I vividly remember uh, the players walking to the bus in that game uh, (laughs) after that that loss. Yeah, dude, that's a memory you don't want to. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was bad. It was bad. Uh, What I remember from that game is that right back who's now Boca de Porto, who just. I mean, that dude looked like he was on his scooter. Canoe is it? Canoe. Aku, Kanu, Banu, whatever. Yeah, that dude tours. Nanu. 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 And where, where's he at these days? Porto. <laughs> Is he, does he play? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I don't, he's there. I mean, whether he plays or not, that's another story, but he's there. I don't, sorry. I, I'm sorry. I mean, I might shock somebody on the Bifika podcast, but sorry, guys. I don't pay much attention to, you know, <laughs> what, what goes on over there at that other club. Yeah, that's right. So after uh, uh, a European game, there's always that hangover from a European fixture that carries on to domestic competition. So I'll be curious to see how uh, Benfica will turn out against Maritimo also on a Monday game. Um, Here's a question. Do we play before Porto or after Porto? Because that's key. Because normally if we play bef- before, no. Should play, we should play after because Porto Monday. plays tomorrow. Yeah, so we play after. Porto plays on Wednesday. So I think they play on Sunday. They Sunday we play on Monday at seven p.m. 
and that that game last season was Bruno Lage's uh, last game. That was oh, there the, you go. Uh, the coffin. I knew there was something memorable about that game, much like the Portimonense game uh, a couple of years a couple of years back, uh, where you see the dejected uh, Rui Costa and Thiago Pinto leaning against the wall of uh, the press conference room. Remember that? Do you remember that? That was that was the beginning. Uh, well, that was the end. Uh, with the two uh, own goals by uh, by Jardel and uh, in Ferro, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so not very good memories uh, from Benfica from from last year. We'll see what how JJ uh, does this uh, this time around. And Look, very we hope much- we hope JJ has their men his men prepared to play. Um, it's going to be a tough game. It's never easy, regardless of, of, of where the team stand in the table, regardless of, you know, the, which form either team's playing. And when we goes into Madeira, it's never easy to play. Um, and, and right now you throw in the added pressure that you're going to know already the Porto result, even though Porto, Porto you know, you got a little bit of wiggle room between you and them. But Sporting, um, depending on their result, you know, it, it, it could throw some more pressure on on, on on Benfica and their players, and especially, like I just mentioned, with with very key uh, players missing, uh, it's not going to be an easy game going over there to Madeira. So hopefully they they find a way. JJ whips out one of his old school master classes and, and he whips these guys into shape and, and gets them all on the right track. And we get a nice early goal to, to alleviate some of that pressure and then um, put the game away. So I'm um, expecting a, a performance of Benfica. But, you know, nowadays, man, it's just it's so hard to come on here and, and and really predict what we what we think is going to happen because it just uh, beginning of the season was easy. Oh yeah, that was easy. But then all of a sudden, it's kind of like last year. Once the wheels fell off the bus, it was just there was no stopping them. It was well, just we, after that. Hopefully, we keep, we, we keep waiting for that masterclass that you mentioned. Uh, so let let's hope that uh, you know that vamos jogar o triple I hope that's coming soon. Pode ser que comece já esta este fim de semana. Já quinta-feira? I wouldn't mind. I'm waiting. I want I'm it. I'm with you. But look, even if 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 they goes out the if they go out there and, and they lay an egg, uh, look, they're missing some key players. And this is this is a club uh, that Benfica's never never wanted. So um, yeah. No, but the crazy thing is, I, which is crazy. I saw that stat today. Benfica's never won. No, they they have. I'm on the the UEFA league. They've won one game uh, in Scotland, but they've never played Rangers. That's what I was gonna. That I'm talking about Rangers. But then I was gonna say, wait a minute. Well, we never played Rangers before, so how the hell are these stats available? Celtic, we've we've played. We've played Celtic plenty of times. Yes, I'm talking about Rangers. We've never played them, so how the hell? uh, Somebody, yo, I I got duped one of these Twitter accounts. (laughs) One of these uh, Wojnarowski accounts, bro. I got duped. We did. Yeah, look, I I, I much rather uh, be be beating third division teams seven one in the Taça de Portugal than uh, just uh, just scoring one goal. Uh, but that's just uh, Alfredo, that was good, bro. We... <laughs> Breaking news: Alfredo wants to win seven one as opposed to one zero. I, I want to win. I, I want to win seven one, just like when I was a kid, man. That. Uh, I puffed out my chest, and yes, I'm a Benfiquista, and Benfica destroys these lower-level teams that are filled with padeiros full-time and soccer players part-time. Bro, we've said it here on a podcast multiple times, Alfredo. When we were kids, the question was, like, is it more than five? That it, That's where it started. It was at five. It was like, are we going to go over five? Completely like, normal. 
Yeah, it was, it was like, oh, we're playing so oh, tarea, porrada. Like you knew right away it was minimum is gonna be five zero. Completely now, normal. You, now you go into Pareds and what's the team we played <laughs> last year that they had to come up with their own stands? The metal they've, stand. already, they've already mentioned it. Oh, he did? Monteleg. Monteleg. <laughs> yeah, now we go <laughs> now we go to these teams and we oh man, it's it's as if we're playing on a Real Madrid in the Champions League. Unfortunate, but yeah. uh, that that is the current reality of this. It could be worse, though, Alfredo. Could be worse. We would have lost, so we won. I mean, let's. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. Yeah, that would have been uh, that would have been very bad if we had uh, if we hadn't won that game. Um, but as I mentioned here, misleading scoreline. Uh, we dominated most of the game. We spent all of the game basically camped out in uh, in Paredes. This is a midfield. As I mentioned before, Cristiano. But a um, couple more things that I wanted to mention before uh, before we go. Uh, Tiago Araujo was somebody that Cristiano mentioned that came in towards a lot of the latter part of the of the Paredes game as a winger. He was one of the players that impressed. He has renewed his contract and he was also promoted to the A team uh, and was left with 88 million release clause. Anybody that we starting tomorrow, anybody tomorrow that that line is 88 million tag on it. It's like you know, when you go to a farm and they gotta brand the cow with the that's like that. Anybody that comes over the line of it, they brand the 88 million. That's what Ruben Diaz also had 88 million. I don't know they what all, the they all did. Everybody was 88 million. I think that's just, I don't know, they like that. Know what it is, that's a nice round number, yeah. Um. One more thing, a couple more things. The the Benfica ladies who had made their debut in the Champions League got past uh, uh, what was it for uh, Fenerbahce? Um, they got uh, past a, a Turkish team, and I'm sure somebody will will correct me. But they got pa- past uh, I want to say Pauk. Dave, can you look that up real quick? So yeah, I'm looking at it, right? it was Pauk. It was Pauk. It was Pauk, right? I knew it was a, it was Pauk. Women do we what get our, do. We, we get our payback for Powell. Yeah, yeah, we we beat Powell, and and now uh, we're going to be facing Chelsea, who is one of the premier uh, uh, women's team in in Europe, uh, on a two-legged affair in the next round of the Champions League. So, good luck to the ladies, and since they've avenged us against Powell, I hope they avenge us against and, Celtic also. And it was against Anderlecht. Oh, it was against Anderlecht. Close. Powell might have been before. Powell was before. That's correct. Yeah. I know okay. We Oh, and I'm afraid it's just because I know somebody's going to correct you. I'm going to correct you here for Baok is not Turkish. That's right. Greek. You're Greek. So, I mean, just, I was talking, I was thinking about Fenerbahce. That's fine. I'm just helping you. So like that's somebody else listening doesn't come and correct you. I did it already. So thank there's you. always going to be a professor out there. That's going to correct us. You know that. It's awesome. I mean, talking to you, Ricardo Antunes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, keep him coming. That's, that's, how you gotta stay um, on your, that's why we brought Dave because of guys like that. So they yeah. can keep us on our toes. Yeah. But lastly, on a behind. Lastly, on a on a more somber note, uh, today Benfica said goodbye to Jose Bastos, a ninety year old, ninety one years old, um, passed away. He was the last survivor of the team that won uh, the Latin Cup or Tasa Latina uh, for uh, Benfica. Um, so quite a quite a, a loss there, and certainly the the one last surviving member of that team so our condolences to the family and, and certainly Benfica's uh, poorer uh, for his passing um, last uh, oh last minute Luis Fliviera is traveling to Brazil to uh, 
to lock up uh, Verissimo as we speak. Lock up? What do you mean lock up? We gonna lock him up? Lock up the deal. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> is he a private jet? Because somebody if he keeps around is upset that he's flying private. I mean, you know, you know how it is. So he's, don't. He's gotta fly private during COVID. Don't put a rumor out there if you can't confirm it. No, he is uh, he is flying to Brazil to lock up, according to the papers, to lock Pop. up the back seat, last seat, all the way in the back by the gallery, all <laughs> by the chicken gallery, yeah, all the way in the back. Jesus. He's got extra seats because he's got his feet up and is eating some chips. No, no, no. Um, Mendoins. 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 That's all we got uh, for you uh, this week. Cristiano, uh, thanks for, for joining us midstream. Better late than ever. That's what they say. Yeah. Uh, but certainly, I, I, I do. And I know you you make made an effort to be here. And, and that's uh, I appreciate that. I know you got stuff going on uh, with with the with the youngsters and you know, all good. Um, Dave, always a pleasure next week. We will be back. Um, we will rec- uh, recap this, uh, this, um, Oh, actually Dave, let's go. <laughs> no, let's wreck it. Let's wrap it up. Dave, we'll, we'll save it for next week. We'll save it for next week. <laughs> I was going to, I forgot all about that shit. You know, that's why I didn't write it down in my notebooks. I forgot. Uh, next week, we will be back. We'll recap this uh, Glasgow Rangers game and also the Maritim game. And we look ahead to Lech Poznan, which is Mifika's next game. Uh, and we'll also discuss December's fixtures, which are jam-packed. December is a jam-packed uh, um, month for Benfica. 10CO10 is where you can find Cristiano on Twitter. 87DO87 is where you can find Dave at Befiga Podcast. Uh, don't forget to check out uh, BefigaIndependent.com. Also, now Befiga Independent has a Discord server. So if you want to join, just look at our timeline uh, to join Discord. Say that again. D- make sure it's Discord, fellas, not Escort. Okay? It's a Discord <laughs> service, not Escort service. Just making sure we're clear on this. Cristiano, are you up on the, this new technology or you're like me, uh, which is uh, uh, Tol Sad? What, on uh, Discord? Yeah. I've uh, I received an invite. I, I accepted it. I'm in, but I'm, I'm, I'm lost. So I just, I don't think I've been back since the day I was in. So, uh, yeah, it's, you know, I'm going to need someone to tutor me on this. Uh, it's going to take me a little while. I think, I mean, I'm, I've heard it's simple, but I, I yeah, I, it's... Stano, I think uh, I got to be honest with you. It's it's right up your alley uh, oh. because there's there's multiple chat rooms, so you can go in there and and chat it up with people. I know you like engaging uh, everyone, so think about it as a, a WhatsApp chat. I do. almost. I do, but I'm afraid I'm surprised that you, out of all people, are saying this because you know me as well as anyone, and you know I'm not a texter. You're not a I'm, typer. I, I'm a, I call, bro. Like you know, I like to. I like to talk. I like to, to yeah. know, compensate. I'm not that whole thing. The time it takes me to text like eight replies or and it's made me lose my train of thought. And I'm just like, uh, uh, I'd rather just I'm a talker. So if you guys want to call me, I'll give out Alfredo's phone number and then Alfredo just. Uh, <laughs> yeah. hey, there, there is the option for audio calls on uh, Discord there, too. So we can yeah. uh, give you a call that way. Discord day. What? You're familiar. You're yeah, good a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more than you, but I'm still uh, behind on the uh, Discord 411. Here's here here's all I'm interested in. It, it, what's better for Benfica conversation, right? Twitter or that? Discord. 
this yeah i'd say for like full-on conversations i would leave it on on discord and i'm getting ready off. twitter but that's just another conversation for another day i'm telling you discord is right up your alley dude i gotta check it out i gotta check it out i'm gotta, telling you I, it's right up your alley if anybody's listening is there like a youtube video explaining you know guys if send me the link then <laughs> YouTube, a discord for dummies book yeah, i need one of those discord for dummies i mean i'm i, I don't know I, I tried to get in but i couldn't understand it there was way too much going on all right call too me much. after the show i'll explain it to you yeah but i mean if you guys are uh listening i think you can follow me 10 co10 i don't even know my name on discord i have no idea is that how it works does it work in the same manner you follow yeah, people? Just, yeah, no, there's a number yeah. that people need to. There's a four digit. Oh, once number once you join the server, you're in. Social security, zero zero three two, bro. <laughs> no, that, no. Once once you join the server, you're you're in. You don't have to follow somebody. You just interact with everyone that's on the server. Is Luis Vieira on it? No, but you know who was in it. Jose Marinho was in it, and he was answering all the all the fans' questions. And okay. Jose Marinho is somebody that's connected to uh, Benfica's communication department. That's what I was gonna. At the, at the risk of sounding ignorant, I'm I'm pretty sure there's gonna be other people on there because I cl- clearly I know I know who he is. Of course, you know that guy. Is, he's <laughs> but there might be people listening or wondering, like like I might be. Who the hell? Who's who's this guy? Can you elaborate a little bit? Yeah. So that's who it is. That's that's an elaborate. He says yes. Who is this guy? I mean, people <laughs> don't know who he is. He's part of uh, Benfica's communication department. I think that he is. Uh, He's one of the guys that helps out with the uh, with the paper, um, and he's a he's also a presence on on Twitter. Um, obviously, always pro Benfica, of course. But uh, you know, we 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 set some rules, uh, and you have to address people with with uh, respect. Um, and and wait, I was there, and I I so saw it's the already conference. better than Twitter. Wait, I wait, saw- wait, hold on. So we. <laughs> You mean to tell me we need to tell people there's rules. We need to tell people to be respectful. Like th- that's actually a thing. Like you don't know to be respect. I got to tell you to be respectful. That's how yeah. it works. Yeah. Wow. I mean, well, I mean, because it's your own server, so you could set the rules. So, for example. Yeah, but I thought that like I thought that kindness and respect came with like anybody. Like I didn't know you had to tell people like, yo, Chris, be respectful. Have you been on Twitter lately? Uh, not as much as I would like to be. It's, but uh, cool. you know it's it's cool. funny because there's there along with the server there's all, and I know that everyone we're, we're we're getting a little bit off off topic here but uh, we just also want to generate some interest on on the server for you for you to go over there and 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 uh, chat with everyone but there's two bots right and uh, <laughs> the word Picado Gate kept coming up so what uh, what picado did is he programmed the bot that anytime the word picado gate was mentioned the person that mentioned was warned by the bot so, did that did that blow your mind Cristiano? no i i don't even know my mind's taking me multiple directions so i just you know i'll i'll, I'll sit on it but yeah that's um that's cool that's cool i didn't i i I guess I'll have to get familiar with it. I guess it, I gotta I think my... it's right up your alley, Cristiano. My alley. It's right up your alley because <laughs> there's right. there's different there's different rooms within the server itself for to discuss different topics. Guys, 
Alfredo is by no means insinuating I have no life, and this is right up my alley. And I can just <laughs> Alfredo, right? That's not what you're saying, right? Please, people, don't that's, think that's, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. But I, I think that is because you're the type of guy that if the WhatsApp chat is too quiet, you'll go on there and say "tut caladinho, tut caladinho," and this yeah, one is a con- constant chatter, man. I just like to read. I don't like to talk. I just go throw in my jab and I leave, and then I read the comments. <laughs> I mean, All I, right. I mean, I'm afraid I could do that on Twitter. I mean, I just say something on Twitter, and I get instantly maybe 20 bots, eight, because I mean, it gotta be fake, right? Because obviously, 20 people don't follow me, so it's gotta be 20 bots. Because the minute I say something, I get like you said, corrected, and you know, but that's that's part of uh being on Twitter. So I, you're, I definitely you're on a watch list. That's what it is. I bet. I bet I am. <laughs> yeah, so uh, if you want to check that out, uh, just go on the Bifika, uh, Bifika podcast Twitter timeline. There's a, there's an invitation there that you that you can join. And again, read the rules. Um, Portuguese right now, but there's uh, if there's enough interest, we could uh, probably chart an English speaking uh, room there where you could go in there and discuss all things Bifika. Anyway, uh, that's been uh, it for us. We'll see you again next week. Later, everyone. Peace.